Here's a message from Ken Lavica. The face of sports media in this country is in a little bit of trouble. He had a bad day yesterday because he made a determination about who can't be the face of baseball. And he also has some thoughts about Nigerians. And so he had a bad day. And I'm just wondering if today when he apologized, he helped his case or he made things worse. Coquel, hit the open. On your mark, get set, go! You are listening to Ken LaVica Live. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Program. Turn it up! Turn it up! From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, it's Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. Legit really need to have an important Stephen A. Smith discussion. Partly because he's so influential. Partly because he definitely struck some nerves yesterday. And I don't quite think yet he's fully grasped what he's actually sorry for. Ken Levick alive featuring Coquel. We're in here on a Tuesday in the Andy John Levine Accident Attorney Studios. Phillips Point Towers, downtown West Palm Beach. Right off of the glistening, warm, intracoastal, Coquel is here, I am here, and we are with you on the free ESPN app and on your smart speaker. Hey, Alexa, hey, Siri, hey, Google Play, ESPN 106.3. Oh, Coquel, you know, the it, it, we all have these types of days where, you know, after it, uh-oh, like that was just a rough day. Sometimes, you know, during it. Sometimes, you know, before it, that this is just going to be a bad day. Uh, what happened yesterday with Stephen A. Smith, uh, that was one of those days for him. It was not a good day at the office for Stephen A. Smith, who came out from the weekend, and uh, he, was, he, he was pretty, pretty adamant on first take that he was going to come out swinging, uh, that he had takes he needed to unload them. I also want to point out that after a week and a half gone on your part, Coquel, and I gave you the minute yesterday to unload all of the takes uh, that had been uh, held up because you weren't on the show, everything that had been plugged up, and I let you unleash your fury yesterday, that you didn't even come close to offending anyone uh, at all, especially in the way in which Stephen A. Smith did. So I commend you. Thank you for staying disciplined and being a good radio personality. I try to find a lane where I don't say racist things, and that's usually where I do okay. <laughs> Staying in that lane is really, really good. Uh, so let's just start with the one that really took off and really overshadowed the other one that was really problematic. But uh, Stephen A. Smith, his thoughts on Shohei Otani, the Angel superstar, the pitching ace, the slugger. Uh, this this was was Stephen A. Smith's thoughts on why Shohei Otani can't be the uh, the face of baseball. And I understand that baseball is an international sport itself in terms of participation. But when you talk about an audience gravitating to the tube or to the ballpark to actually watch you, okay, I don't think it helps that the number one face is a dude that needs an interpreter so you can understand what well, the hell he's English saying is a, in this country. And that's what I'm trying to say. You know, and- hey, man, that is, um, that is tough to listen to. 
Uh, and you can tell that Max Kellerman on first take was immediately trying to save Stephen A. And Stephen A. was not having any of that. And he just bulldozed his way through that roadblock that was Max Kellerman. That is problematic for a lot of reasons, and I hope many of you agree with me. I, ho- I mean, I hope all of you <laughs> agree with me uh, that, uh, that that it is completely out of line to think that Shohei Otani can't be the face of baseball because he needs an interpreter. Like, that's wrong on many levels. But I guarantee there are people listening that can kind of rationalize what he's saying, that he's trying to attempt to say to be the face of baseball, you need to be out there in commercials, you need to be out there doing things you know, publicly that maybe you can't if you have an interpreter. And I'm not saying I agree with that. I'm just trying to project the other side before I get lumped in with Stephen A. Uh, okay, Stephen A. <laughs> no, I, um, I, I, I disagree with the, even if anyone had that thought, and I know you're just presenting like a counterpoint to that, but I completely reject that for someone to be the face of a sport and be the most popular player, they need to be in commercials because plenty of athletes have been in commercials where they don't speak. You can certainly market, you can brand, you can align yourself with a product uh, without actually physically speaking. Um, but it, it, it then continued. Uh, he had thoughts on Nigeria basketball and how embarrassing it was that uh, the USA lost to them in, in an exhibition game leading into the Olympics. Here are these thoughts from Stephen A. But when you talk about bona fide, bona fide stars in the National Basketball Association, we can pick at least 15 to 20 of them. Half of them are on this damn roster. There's no excuse to lose to Nigeria. Some dude, Gabe Namdi, who goes by Gabe Vincent for the Miami Heat, a Caleb Agata, a, a, a Namu, however the hell you pronounce his yeah, name. Boy. You give up 60 points on threes. All right. And I, I can't believe that I'm doing this, but just a little media tip for Stephen A. Smith, okay? It's no longer funny, nor is it acceptable, to start trying to say someone's last name and just go, ah, whatever the hell it is. Like that is That's wildly offensive. The old office space joke, which was funny in a movie that came out about 20 years uh-huh, ago, yeah. that people realized that's really not funny to me. That's, that's just not good. Uh, so Stephen A., as, as you would expect him to do, uh, started First Take today with an apology. He posted an apology last night in the evening uh, and then apologized live today on first take. And there's two parts to this. Let's, uh, Coquel, let's listen to the first part of the Stephen A. Smith apology because he does seem extremely sincere. And this, I think, came from a very deep place. Uh, and I, I'm glad to hear it. Here's the first part of it I am a black man. I religiously go off about minorities being marginalized in this nation. I instantly go off repeatedly bring up the fact that if you are a member of a community that feels disenfranchised in any way, uh, that's something that we need to battle, that we need to fend off to the best of our ability as a nation. These are the kind of things that I bring up. And the reason why I bring up my blackness is because of this. On many occasions, what I have said when people have said something that is that is offensive in any way to the minority community, It's not about how you feel. It's about how they feel. And the reality of the situation is that you have Asians and Asians Americans out there that obviously were very, very offended by what I had to say yesterday. And I just want to look into the camera and extend my sincere apologies. That was not my intent at all, but I'm not going to get into all of that because I do understand 
that a lot of racists out there are quick to say that was not my intent. That's not where I'm going here. I was wrong, period. Um, there's no excuse. This is not ESPN. This is not Disney. For a lot of people out there going off about Disney and ESPN, no. This was me. Wasn't Max. Wasn't Molly. Wasn't the producers on first take. Wasn't the bosses. It was me. I said it. Coquel, one of the most annoying things that is formulated in sports talk radio and media in general is judging and rating someone's apology. So I'm not going to do that. Um, I always look for in these spots, like, do you own it? Do you own it or do you not own it? And it was my point last week, and you weren't here, but the discussion we had about Shakari Richardson. Uh, do you own it or do you not own it? And my point was, at the highest levels of our government, for years and years and years, like the, people have just acted with no consequences. They haven't owned it. They haven't apologized for anything. Yet we're going to sit there and we're going to keep a young, budding athlete who did something that is legal in 19 states in this country, and we're going to judge her, and we're going to deny her an opportunity for glory, even though she had the guts to go on national television and own it, not once, not twice, but three different times. So much credit. Stephen A. Smith, who could have been defiant about this whole thing, and could have said, you know what I meant. But instead, he owned it. He absolutely owned it. Here's the second part of the Stephen A. Smith apology from this morning here on First Take. And the reality is, is that I was completely clueless as to the kind of impact that this would have on the Asian and the Asian American community. That was not my intent at all. The second that I was informed about how hurt a group of people in this nation was off of what I said. That's all that matters to me. All that matters to me because I don't intend to hurt people like that. That's not who I am. That's not who I've ever been. I have friends from the Asian American community that expressed their disappointment in what I had to say because of all the things that they have had to deal with. The anti-Asian uh, stuff going on, the Asian hate that's been percolating in this nation over the last few years, and we all know to some degree why that is. I contributed to that yesterday, and that's inexcusable. So that's on me, and I wanted to apologize to the Asian community, the Asian American community, and the Walt Disney and the ESPN, because I'm not about bringing this kind of attention to the company. So he covered all his bases, and he 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 owned it. And uh, I I am, uh, and this is something I've learned in the last couple of years. I I don't like judging people off of their worst moments. Like it, it's easy to sit here and rip and rip and rip and rip and rip, but judging people off of their worst moments because we've all been in uh, at a low point. Maybe it's for different reasons, um, but I don't like to judge people off their worst moments. So. I guess I'm curious today, for those of you that consume Stephen A. Smith, uh, and you've heard it now, his two comments yesterday and his apology this morning, uh, is, 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 is Stephen A.'s apology enough to move on for you? Is Stephen A. Smith's apology enough to move on for you? 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776, and you can tweet at us at ESPN West Palm. Now, Coquel, I do have a couple of, of issues here. Um, there was something blatantly missing from Stephen A. Smith's apology, something that he did not address at all based off of what he said yesterday. Um, what, what he said about Nigeria and what he said about Nigeria basketball was the apex of xenophobic. I mean, that in and of itself, if he would have said that isolated, that would have caused a fervor. It just so happens that him 
being xenophobic towards a Japanese superstar baseball player ended up overtaking the headlines from him being xenophobic about Nigerian basketball players. And so that's problematic that that was not addressed in his apology. Also, what he did, his point about Shohei Otani yesterday, you can't be a face of a sport, can't be a face of baseball in this country. It's not good for the game. The guy can't even speak English and needs an interpreter. That lives directly next door to the type of treatment that Hispanic baseball players have been getting for decades in this country. Cuban, Dominican, Venezuelan. Where where is the acknowledgement of that? Because what he did to Shohei Otani, taking it from a Japanese angle, is exactly what Jose Contreras got. And El Duque got. Countless Cuban players. Countless Dominican players. Uh, Yes, he needs to apologize to the Asian American community, but it goes past that. This is not just isolated to Asian Americans, okay? This is to any foreign ball player, and really, this speaks to a societal thought that some still have in this country, Coquel, that uh, if you're going to live in the United States, you need to speak English. They don't. They don't. There's nothing in any document that says you need to speak English. Will it make your life easier? Yeah, probably. Can you thrive without it? If you can hit the hell out of a baseball, absolutely you can. But this is the same exact thing that Hispanic ballplayers have been going for or going uh, uh, through for decades. Uh, learn English. Or, I can't be a fan of this guy. He can't speak my language. That's, it's just stupid. Like, it's caveman stuff. So Stephen A. Smith, what he said yesterday, the apology today. And again, I'm not going to judge him by his worst moment. I'm not. And I'm sure he's sincerely, sincerely apologetic. He owned it. I wish, I wish people in power in this country would own their mistakes the way that Stephen A. Smith did yesterday. But I think he's missing some key pieces here, and there's not enough depth to this. Is Stephen A.'s apology enough to move on? 888-760-3776. 888 888- Seven six zero three seven seven six. Again, tweeted us at ESPN West Palm. Let's go to Ron in Jupiter. Ron, you're on Ken Levick Alive. What's up, Ron? Hey, good afternoon, Ken. Um, the only thing I have to say about what uh, Stephen A. said yesterday is if it was a Caucasian sports writer or journalist, they would be here today. But because he's not, it, it seems like it's it, it, it's just going to just go. It'll. I guarantee this is going to go away very quickly. Yeah, I'm. I'm He's not going to be account- held accountable. What do, what do you think, so. Ron? What do you at think should happen least, to him? At least spend him at the least for those comments. Yeah, I, and I agree. I, I and I, I tend to agree. Like I just I think in Coquel and correct me if I'm wrong. And you you wield a lot more management power here than I do. If I said something along those lines. Do you think I'd be getting a uh, a day off today? I don't think so. Okay. I don't think you get suspended. I think you would be brought in, talked to, and you'd be making an apology the way Stephen A. Smith did. Yeah. He came out and apologized right. on his own that same day, realized he made a mistake, and then still came out and apologized again the following day. I think that's more effective yeah, than hiding you're behind. You're local. Suspension. He's national. You're local. He's national. Well, he's you also know, he he is truly the face. And of he that wields network. a lot of power. Yeah. 
He does. That's why he I does. do think, and I, I don't know. Like I see what you're saying. I I don't know if I necessarily agree with if he was a a a white media member or a white person in general. But what I will say is that I almost do feel like though it's more effective for ESPN to have him out there the day after, visible, apologizing, as opposed to suspending him and having us sit here for 24 hours and wonder like what his future is and whether or not he's actually uh, apologetic about what he said. Like I do think there's a method to that madness and appreciate the call, Ron. I, I do think it's better to, and I think we've been pretty consistent about this, Coquel. Like if, if something is done wrong, like jumping on it right away, owning it right away, that, that is better than letting something linger. Like that, that is better than one, two days being suspended, and then it drags out to a third or a fourth day. I, I, I just think it's, it's better from a PR standpoint, from a crisis management standpoint, what ESPN did probably better. But my thing with Stephen A. is that I just I don't think he fully understands the scope of what he said yesterday, how it applies to different levels, especially when it comes to sports, because we hear that a lot. Learn the language. But I think that lesson that he's showing can be applied to those messages without him actually addressing it. The things he's saying, the learning he's willing to do publicly, which a lot of people won't do. A lot of people won't take that oh, learning there's some that say, and do it in public. Well, there are some that Steve, uh, that I'm sure like they, they hear what Stephen A. said yesterday. They're like, I'm in. I'm in. Learn the language. You can't be the face of baseball. Learn the, learn the damn language. But that's why I like him coming on TV. It's important. Yes. And, and saying it and saying he needs to learn. Yep. He even said, I'm someone basically who has fought these fights, and I still make those mistakes, and I own them when I make it rather than make excuses. I like that he pointed out that, or rather, rather than try to rationalize why I said those things, yeah. because it doesn't matter the why. If you're hurting a group of people... That's the important part is how those people feel. That's what I took most from his apology. It's at least a start, you know, and it's more than what, uh, 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 and I know the bar is low, but it's at least more than what many would do these days. And I just think it's counterproductive to give them a bad vacation. Like, I think it is important to have them front and center right away. Like for me, and again, I don't want to be that person that jumps on someone who is going through their worst moment. It's not fair. It's why when people uh, run afoul of the law, just the regular everyday person, I don't feel comfortable jumping on those people. It's why we don't do a lot of crazy, this person got arrested for this stories, or uh, focusing on celebrities breaking the law, depending on what they do, because what happens if I'm in that situation? Like I'm going to want... People to say, hey, I know Ken differently than what his worst moment is. So I'm not going to do that to Stephen A. But again, there are layers here. And uh, to to just focus on the Asian-American community, and yes, it applies because Shohei Otani was the subject of the point that Stephen A. was making. But also, like that narrative as a whole, that needs to just disappear because it's so just absolutely false that you can't be the face of a sport because you can't speak the language like that's that's absurd that doesn't make any sense you being great at that sport all that matters is that you hate hit the baseball far and that you strike out a lot of guys or you hit a lot of threes or you score a lot of points or you score a lot of goals 
it, you know, it, it that's what matters. Major League Baseball has something that is once in a lifetime. It might be even like once in like two generations. A guy who is an ace on the mound and one of the most powerful sluggers, power hitters we've ever seen. Like it hasn't happened since Babe, Babe Ruth. Ruth. Yeah, that's and think about the name you're you're hearkening back to, yeah. Babe Ruth. That's yeah. a, that's a long time, right? And so I don't want to bag on Stephen A. and pile on Stephen A. because I'm sure he's heard enough from management at ESPN. I'm sure he's gotten plenty of phone calls from Disney, and he doesn't give a damn what I think, anyways. He doesn't know who the hell I am. I had dinner with him once. Really? Well, I, we sat at the same table at the AAA. Oh, that's kind of cool, actually. He actually, I was looking around to sit, and he was like, he just pointed. To, he didn't actually speak to me. He just pointed to the seat, like it's cool to sit here because everyone, no one wanted to sit near him. You know, like <laughs> yeah, he's got like, the aura. Yeah. He's like, you're good. There's no seats, and I have a full table of empty chairs. That's actually really legit. Do yeah. You still have to pay for the media food at the AAA. You get the little ticket. Sorry, it's not the AAA anymore. I forget what the actual name is of it now. It's like that cryptocurrency uh, company. Oh, Dogecoin. No. Stephen A. Smith's apology. Is it enough to just move on? Um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm heartened that Stephen A. apologized and he owned it, but I, I do think that there's, there's more to it than just focusing on the Asian American community today and not referencing what he did like that, that uh, um, extremely immature angle on Nigeria basketball. That was needless and surprising. If anything, I thought he would have nothing but praise for Nigeria. That was the weirder of the two for yeah. me. That really threw me off of, like, I like can't, really? Yeah, I can't compartmentalize that at all. And I think what he was trying to say is that it's no-name players, and he just yeah. went down a bad path. He sure did. Uh, and then he was sunk after that. Uh, but Stephen A. Smith's apology enough to move on. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And by the way, we'll have uh, Pat Lawler, our sports agent and sports law insider, coming up around 1235. Let's go to Port St. Lucie. That's where we find Menelik. What's up? Hey, what's up, man? Um, I think the apology is totally unacceptable. There's no way, especially for Stephen A. Smith's yeah. career, being in the business for this long, knowing not what to say sure. about, and then you're going to diss the motherland. This is, you need at least two weeks suspension. This is unacceptable. This is, this is more than, this is, if it was an amateur or a rookie, but no, for a seasoned bet like him, yeah. wow, this is unacceptable. This is, this is my one question with that, though. Stephen A. Smith is on air, it seems like, 19 hours a day. <laughs> for how many years now? Eventually, he's going to make a mistake. Do we factor that in, that he's constantly like on? That? Yeah, this one seems no. like, I agree with Metalik, this no. one seems like an easy one to avoid, right? And I'm not justifying yeah, what he said. Known you should have known better. We could all like hear him. Yeah, yeah. Oh. You know, and I, I get it. And and Menelik, I uh, I appreciate the call. And and Menelik is on board with like where is the 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 addressing of the Nigeria comment that he made, the purposeful butchering of the last name. Like that's just flat out bad. Um, I would love to see that apology happen during his coverage at the NBA Finals tonight. Like there's the big stage yeah. so you can do that apology. Uh, and. I, I, I see where you're coming from with what we were just discussing about, like, hey, he's been doing this for so long, he's on all the time, like, he's just going to slip up. That's true. You're just going to slip up. But these, what he did, the, the um, speak our language and the purposeful butchering of a last name of someone uh, whose roots are from a different nation, like, that's like broadcasting 101 no-no stuff now. He's been doing that long enough. You and I, we're terrible at what we do. 
And we know to stay away from that stuff, right? Also, the more you talk about it, the more I see it's blending into the same type of message. Mm-hmm. It's in that trying to avoid political this, but the America first type of a message yeah. messagery of like where it, it, it attacks immigrants on so many levels, yes. but it's all the same message that you need to be more Americanized. It's, right. It spans outside of sports. And that that is the major, major issue with this, because then it gets into society. It goes into some of the darker thoughts of this country um, and what's bubbled to the surface as of late. And so that that's problematic. Is Stephen A. Smith's apology enough to move on? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And again, I am completely aware that we are discussing uh, a media colleague, and I'm trying to be as fair as possible. And I know, too, that some people's sensibilities are different than others. Some people's stances are different than others. Like I'm just trying to have a constructive conversation here because um, yesterday, that was cringeworthy. That was tough to listen to. That was definitely tough to listen to, but I do appreciate the fact that he owned it, at least one part of that. At least one part of that. He owned it. He owned it. He owned it. He owned it. But I also think that the apology is a little bit too too narrow because, again, he is he touched on something that has been a problem with other nationalities and uh, um, athletes and people from different countries uh, coming to this country that's been a problem for a long time. And maybe we're just more sensitive to it, too, Coquel, because of where we are here in South Florida. Such a melting pot. So many different languages. So many different cultures. And you grow used to the fact that, hey, that's just how it is. But, I, I mean, it just, it, it harkened back to weird, like, 50s and 60s thoughts. And I, I just don't know where that came from. Ed is in Jensen Beach. What's going on, Ed? Hey, guys. Hey, I think, um, I don't think the apology goes far enough. I think there needs to be additional... Uh, punishment uh, given out to him, and um, it's kind of a weird thing because you know what he did, and then what what Rachel Nichols did. You know, she she kind of made a mistake too, where mm-hmm. she said something out loud that she shouldn't have said, and uh, into the wrong person, the wrong forum. But uh, but what he did was he knows better. He absolutely knows yeah. better. Yeah, and, and I don't, you know, I don't, I don't, you know, I don't think it's enough. I don't think they should cancel him or you know get rid fire him. But I do think that. They should, they should give them suspension. It should be immediate. They should just say, forget it. I know we're in the NBA Finals, and we've been using Stephen A. Smith for his, uh, you know, his commentary and analysis. Yeah. But this is the time you actually have, have, absolutely have to suspend him immediately for a, a length of time where he understands that he needs to be better at what he does. And I think it would be great if they kept, you know, held on to him and brought him back so that he could be someone who learned that lesson and, and could speak more clearly in more and more educated yeah, more, more educated position more eloquently and you're right. like he's he's important he's important to that network yeah. and he's important to the business and and it may be something appreciated maybe something is coming um with with rachel nichols like a, a private conversation she was having and it was an ugly uh it, it's sort of an ugly insinuation on her part uh that maria taylor had not earned what she got that her skin color had gained her the position she was getting within ESPN, but this is different than that because that is a that was a private conversation that was leaked to the bosses. What I didn't like about Rachel Nichols' apology was that she then sat on a set 
with Richard Jefferson and Kendrick Perkins and threw it to them as soon as she apologized for that. That was wildly awkward, and there was no reason why Kendrick Perkins and Richard Jefferson had to be in that conversation. And she wasn't suspended either. She was not suspended. She did get taken off of her role as the top sideline reporter in the NBA Finals. Malika Andrews is doing that now. So she did, she received, I mean, for that, she did receive, I suppose, more punishment than what we've seen so far with Stephen A., right? But I also wonder if that's partly, like, if someone inside this walls of ESPN West Palm started questioning why other people had different roles and not understanding and questioning management's decisions to put people on different shows, like, that's, she not only offended people that are minorities and offended the way her colleague got the job, but she also questioned management's decision-making. So she insulted the bosses who make the decisions of where the lineup is. Yeah, go. yeah. It, 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 that might have been more of it than, uh, you know. No, that's a good point. That's a good point. It's it just, uh, listen, I don't, I, I believe in retribution. I believe in atonement. Like, I do. I do. But I just wonder just sort of how we laid it out if, if this is it for Stephen A., if he's ready to move on. I'm sure he's ready to move on, but if uh, others are ready to move on because, again, like, I appreciate he owned it. I really, truly do. I absolutely do, 100%. But I just think it's a little narrow. Would Still he be suspended narrow. if it's two weeks from now? No. Uh, yeah, 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 because yeah. you're talking about NBA Finals. That's what Which is bad. At. Like If, he's a, if he would have been suspended two weeks from now, then he should be suspended now. I personally don't think a suspension does anything in this case. And I don't even know if he said anything contractually oh, no, that I deserves to be suspended. Where it. if he fought it, it would have to be a paid suspension yeah. because I don't know if he actually went over the lines that are, again, contractually yeah, saying allowed. something offensive and saying something that would violate a contract are two wildly different things. Yeah, he's, he is paid to give opinions. He gave an opinion. It was a bad opinion. It was a wholeheartedly rejected opinion, but it was still an opinion. And it's why he's the highest paid personality by a long shot at ESPN. On the big major network. He's not Clay T from that garbage company. <laughs> uh, out punt the formation yeah uh 888-760-3776 888-760-3776 we are super late because i am terrible at following a clock when we come back uh, and we still got a lot to get to but we're going to talk with pat lawler our sports agent insider our sports law insider he is going to give us the latest on uh everything that's happening with the dodgers because they have a major problem moving forward here in the second half with their star pitcher and a bunch of other topics here when it comes to sports business, sports agent matters, sports law as well. His normal Tuesday spot, Pat Lawler of Lawler & Associates, personal injury attorneys. When we return, he's Coquel. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. It's Ken Levick Alive on ESPN 106.3. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Program. Here's Ken and Coquel. My life be like... All-Star game tonight in Denver. Unfortunately, the defending champions are going to have to figure out what in God's name they're doing with their ace, their big money acquisition in the offseason because Trevor Bauer appears to be in a lot of trouble with a lot of legal proceedings to come, and I just don't know if the Dodgers, as a proud organization, can actually use him in their stretch run. We'll ask Pat Lawler about it in just moments. Lawler and Associates personal injury attorneys. Pat Lawler is our sports agent insider 
and our sports law insider here on Ken Levick Alive. The FAU MBA Sport Management Program, that is the title sponsor of Ken Levick Alive. And man, do we appreciate Dr. Jim Reardon. And I tell you what, if you're looking for a career in sports, if you're looking to get into sports, if you're right out of college, or if you're a 30-something, a 40-something, you got a family, you have a career, but you want to transition, he's got you. He's got you. And the FAU MBA Sport Management Program, they've got you because they are teaching the current climate in sports. Everything you need to know for modern day sports in this sports industry, they teach it to you. And you're getting firsthand knowledge. The professors, they're in the sports industry in various capacities. That's the FAU MBA Sport Management Program, fau.edu slash MBA Sport, fau.edu slash MBA Sport. Don't take it from me. Take it from Dakota Wilson. This guy is using his MBA Sport Management degree at Florida Atlantic, and he has used it to secure a spot as a sport marketing associate at Duke. I mean, that's big time. That's awesome. Congratulations to Dakota Wilson. And again, that's what happens with the FAU MBA Sport Management Program, fau.edu slash MBA Sport. Our good friend, he joins us every Tuesday. He's Pat Lawler from Lawler & Associates Personal Injury Attorneys. WantToLawyerUp.com for your free consultation. WantToLawyerUp.com. Uh, and Pat is our sports agent and sports law insider. Pat, before we uh, jump in here to uh, what I want to discuss with you, we've been talking about Stephen A. Smith and some of the comments he made yesterday uh, about Shohei Otani, how he can't be the face of baseball because he needs an interpreter, uh, and uh, butchering purposely butchering a Nigeria basketball player's last name to make some sort of point that I really can't quite wrap my mind around uh, and he apologized for it and it was sincere and he owned it uh, but just in your time representing athletes being someone who has represented personalities uh, and just you on the surface as a sports fan like is that apology enough for Stephen A. Smith can can they move on or does he need to address some things further no, it's not enough, Ken. I think what we're seeing now with a lot of these comments by journalists is how they really feel. Uh, there's plenty of people. I was watching the game. We've seen it many times uh, where you have an athlete such as Otani who has to speak through an interpreter. And people, real people out there say, I don't like that. But that's just the way it is. That's who he is. And to comment on that knowing what's going on in the Asian-American community is just it's it's preposterous to me. And everybody, Stephen A. Smith is somebody who's always screaming at you about something, and he just stepped into it twice last night. Yeah, he sure did. He absolutely did. Uh, so we'll see how that plays out, and there might be more coming here with Stephen A. Smith. But another problematic situation is Trevor Bauer, uh, and he's been placed on administrative leave by Major League Baseball. Uh, there are legal proceedings with the sexual assault allegations on deck. Can the Dodgers pitch him for the foreseeable future like how how does this play itself out pat he, he won't pitch again uh i mean i've seen the photographs and the allegations made by this young lady uh unfortunately in our society there's situations dealing with the rough sex i-50 shades of gray mm-hmm. uh and then you get something like this where you it, it's nothing like that i mean um the abuse that that was given to this young lady uh outlined in temporary straining order is something is way overboard. They should just, you know, not suspend him. Uh, he does have a right under the union and under the legal system. Let it play out, but he should not pitch again for the rest of the year. Um, is there a possibility? Just I know this is complete hypothetical, and if this is too reckless, like just just shut me down. 
Is there a possibility, just based on the nature of these allegations, that his career might be in jeopardy? Well, I think so. I think it's it's tough to say because, unfortunately, what happens when you have sexual assault cases, the victim becomes the victim again because there's going to be, obviously, mm-hmm. investigation as to what her sexual history was. Sure. Was this uh, something that was part of her, her sexual orientation? I mean, did she have ex-boyfriends or lovers who were involved in rough sex? And they're going to make her the victim again. And um, I think that's, that's terrible, um, but it's a fact. But I think he needs to worry about his his uh, his actual civil liberty and whether he's going to get arrested or not. Now, Pat, I read a lot of the report. Can he be get in trouble even if some of those actions were consensual, but he was still assaulting someone? Like if I asked Ken to walk over here and hit me in the face with a baseball bat, he could still get in trouble for hitting me in the face with a baseball bat, right? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, Ken should know better. The common person should know that you don't hit somebody with a baseball bat that the uh, – the result could be death. Yeah. Um, sorry, Ken, that would hurt. Yeah. But no, you're yeah. right. It's it's a it's a mat- matter of at some point uh, this young lady's going to say that maybe she engaged in some type of sexual activity, but stop, enough, and that comes down to a he said she said, but the physical evidence is not consistent. I think with anything of that nature of quote rough sex end quote. Pat Lawler is our sports agent, sports law insider, Lawler and Associates personal injury attorneys. Go to wanttolawyerup.com for your free consultation for any personal injury matter, wanttolawyerup.com. Uh, Pat, and I think that what I'm about to ask you, it's Olympics-oriented, but it does, suppose, uh, I suppose, uh, apply to college athletics and to professional sports as we know them as well, and it has for quite some time. COVID and athletes getting sick, specifically with the Olympics, uh, especially with, with Tokyo in a state of emergency because of COVID, there will be no fans, bars and hotels are closed. How much trouble could the IOC find itself in if there is an outbreak uh, amongst athletes, or is it a non-factor considering that we got college football done, the NFL done? Like, Do all those things apply in the same manner? I think it's a little different with the Olympics, Ken, just because it's in another country. Needless to say, I'm severely disappointed in Japan's approach to this knowing exactly what was going to happen, that it was going to go forward to the Olympics. I feel for those athletes. They're going over there. Um, they're participating in a ghost show, I call it. I call it a ghost show. Yeah. They're going to be participating is. with no fans, yeah. with nobody uh, cheering them on, and they're going to have to get support when they come back. Uh, it's it's gonna. I'm sure they're going to say most bizarre. As I said, my college roommate is the head coach of Team USA Softball, and they were supposed to get fans. They're up in Fukushima. But obviously they bagged that for baseball and softball. But in getting sick, uh, yeah, I mean, it, they're going to have to be isolated. But remember, you have people all over the world coming, and these are from countries that have no protocol mm-hmm. and have had no vaccine. So it's going to be really, really interesting. Man, oh man, it just seems so messy. Uh, NIL, we have just talked a lot about it, name, image, and likeness. And you expressed very clearly last week, and I thought um, it was really, really excellently put, um, that they're, you're concerned. You're concerned about uh, college athletes getting taken advantage of. You're concerned about some of the different approaches that are being taken with name, image, and likeness. Uh, the Florida Panthers are getting involved in name, image, likeness. They want to uh, either money or uh, resources to student athletes in exchange for promotion of the Florida Panthers. You have an NHL franchise down here throwing its hat into the ring. What do you make of that? I tell you, I like it. 
I think the cross-promotion using student uh, college athletes to promote the Panthers, let's be honest, the Panthers, uh, when they're good, they draw well. The Marlins should look at this because you need to get people who have a great fan base, okay. i.e. social media, college athletes out there who could promote the Panthers, cross-promote it with them, and get people out to the games. I think it's a great idea. I don't think it's taking advantage of any of the student-athletes. It's what it's doing is giving them an outlet to be compensated as well as promoting a team that's looking to get a better fan base. Yeah, uh, so they're, they're uh, an example, you think, of some uh, an organization doing it the right way. It is. Uh, I don't know what their plan is, but I like it. I think it's the right approach. Um and I think it will benefit the student-athlete financially as well as the, the Panthers because uh, it's going to be a lot of firsts with this NIL, yeah. you know? Yeah, for <laughs> A sure. lot of firsts, which, which is kind of exciting as long as the student-athletes are not getting with unscrupulous people. Yeah, I just I can't wait to have the conversations in, like, October uh, about this because we're going <laughs> to know a lot more about how this is working out once the season actually gets started. Pat, awesome stuff as always. Appreciate it. And, again, if you missed any of Pat Lawler, our sports agent and sports law insider, talking Trevor Bauer, talking the Olympics, talking NIL, the Ken LaVica Live featuring Coquel podcast, wherever you get your podcast, just subscribe to it. Pat, thank you so much, my brother. We'll talk to you next week, okay? All right, have a great week, guys. Take care. All right, Pat Lawler, Lawler & Associates, personal injury attorneys. And if you have a personal injury matter, whether it's a slip and fall, whether it's an automobile accident, a boating accident, uh, any sort of personal injury, you need someone on your side, someone you can trust, someone you can depend on, someone who knows what they're doing. And that's where Lawler & Associates comes in. Decades of trial experience. Lawler & Associates, personal injury attorneys. Your free consultation, wanttolawyerup.com, wanttolawyerup.com. It's that simple. Pat Lawler and everybody at Lawler and Associates Personal Injury Attorneys. When we return, USA basketball doesn't look good, but does it really matter? He's Coquel. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. Ken Levick Alive. Best show in Palm Beach County that you can listen to between noon and one. I mean, really, <laughs> there's no other show between noon and one that I would advise anyone listening to other than Ken Levick Alive featuring Coquel on ESPN 106.3. Why does USA basketball suck so bad? What is happening? I know. Tell me. Carmelo's not on the team. <laughs> you can't not put the best Olympic athlete in America's history. Can't have him not on the roster and expect to be good. You're going to have a drop-off. There's um, there's still time to give him a call, right? Like He's still in season shape. Hey, Pop, stay mellow. Go, Popovich, get Melo on the phone right that now. That was really lame. Stay Melo. You could have made the That's same point saying. without. No, it's hey, not. You made that up. Nope. No, it's not. He doesn't stay Melo with a seven instead of the L. Come on. You're not part of the whole Melo team, I guess. <laughs> he does. I had no Hashtag idea. stay Mello. Uh, that's M-E, really. And I hate, I hate the numbers backwards, by the way. Like a seven is not an L. Uh, that just doesn't work. I don't like that at all. I, I was with you with Melo until I heard about the stay Melo A one thing. would make more of a sense for the L, but I get it. He was number seven at one point. <laughs> oh, God. Ken Levick alive featuring Coquel. That was a pertinent conversation. I am going to tell you something pertinent. EDS air conditioning. It's hot as hell out. I mean, it is disgusting. It is gross. It is gruesome. And if your air conditioning goes out, you're flat out screwed. You need an air conditioning plan. EDS is yes.
EDS, EDS Air Conditioning, edsairconditioning.com. Uh, they're a train comfort specialist. It's hard to stop a train. What does that mean? Uh, it's their, it means they're using the elite level of uh, uh, equipment to fix your air conditioning, to make sure that it's dependable and it's running strong. EDS, you need an air conditioning plan. They handle your plumbing needs as well, but EDS Air Conditioning, EDS is yes. EDSAirConditioning.com or call 561-316-8799. 561-316-8799 for a company that's been doing it since 2006 in Palm Beach County and throughout South Florida. That's EDS Air Conditioning. EDS is yes. EDSAirConditioning.com. So USA Basketball lost again. They've lost to Nigeria, and they've lost to Australia in back-to-back games in their tune-up here for the Tokyo Olympics. And I'm starting to think, Coquel, that USA Basketball may have a problem. Their offense is just give it to Dame and see if he can do everything. I don't think that's sustainable in the Olympics. It might be just me, and maybe I don't know what I'm talking about. I've never claimed to be a basketball expert But that seems bad, losing to Nigeria and Australia back-to-back where you have no offense to speak of. They were 54-2 in exhibition games before those two games. Yeah? 54-2? In exhibition games before those two losses in a row. I mean, 54-4 is still not bad, Um, but it's, it's rough. It is really, really rough. But I also, upon seeing that result last night, Coquel, my reaction to seeing that result was just a big old yawn. Like, I cannot get up for USA basketball. Will, will it matter when it's in Tokyo, though? I don't then, think so, oh, and that's the thing. Why do you hate America? I, no, it, but <laughs> I, knew, I knew that was coming back at me. It's not that I hate America. It's that I just don't know if I have a strong connection to USA basketball. I almost feel like it's kind of natural that USA basketball has been so dominant for so long that you just sort of lose passion for something. I don't know. Like, I just find it, like, I don't know. They're usually winning by 40, well, 50 points. Last last Olympics, it was clo- they won the gold medal by over 30, but the rest yeah. of the games were close. They were all like 10-point games. But does it make me a bad American? Does it make me a yes. bad American for that I really don't, like, I- I'm not panicking about USA basketball, and I really kind of don't care how the Olympics go? Love it or leave it. <laughs> What's your passion level for USA basketball? Because clearly I'm on the wrong side of, of the flag. What's your passion level for USA basketball? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Or uh, uh, you can uh, tweet at us at ESPN West Palm. We're also still uh, taking your calls on Stephen A. Smith, whether or not he should be. Uh, his apology, is it enough to move on? Is it enough to move on uh, after what he said yesterday and then his apology today? 888 888- 760-3776-888-760-3776. I think in the Olympics, I will root for Simone Biles. Like Simone Biles, I'm going to be fully behind. I want to see her win as many gold medals as possible. U.S. women's soccer, I'm always up for them. But USA basketball, it's just sort of a yawn. Like I don't, I can't get into it, and I, but I can't quite put my finger on it, though. I can't quite put my finger on it. So you think it's wrong? Yeah. I think you need to be into it more than you're into these so stupid you, dopey sharks that are swimming around. What are you talking about? Shark Week. People care about that. They don't care about America fighting for the red, white, and blue. How did you just transition into Shark Week? What are you talking about? Because that's all I keep seeing on social media when I turn it on. These dumb, dopey sharks that swim around. People don't even like sharks. It's a fake thing. Get into America. 
get behind the basketball team. You went in a direction I didn't think was possible, but I also have so many questions about you hating Shark Week. I've never known a person to hate Shark Week. Hold hold that thought, Dopey. Uh, Jay in West Palm. Jay, you're on Ken Levick Alive. What's up, Jay? Jay? A topic you guys were talking about earlier yep. with, um, with uh, Stephen, about a. Stephen A. Smith and the yep. comment he made. Um, I'm one of those. I mean, we all know we're in a society these days where the public says, oh, you made a comment that offended me. Well, I'd like for you to lose your job and never work again until something like that happens to that person. Then it's, well, let me go ahead and apologize. And I'm going to bring up a situation that is kind of similar, and this might put you on the hot spot a little bit, but I'm kind of curious if you're looking at the Stephen A. Smith thing the same way, and I think you know where I'm going with this, but it was when you made a comment uh, a couple months ago about Tony La Russa. Mm Mm-hmm. I was listening to your show that day. I'm not going to go into it. If you want to explain what you said, that's up to you. But I remember the day that you made that comment. I didn't agree with it. I personally thought it was a dumb comment you made. Was it a fireable offense? No. Was it worthy of suspension? No. Did I think you even really needed to apologize about it? Not really. I think you probably offended some what people was my with comment? it. What was my comment? It was when you made the comment and said that Tony LaRusso was was too old, and it was something about that he didn't even know what a cell phone was or something along those lines, because he was talking about when LaRusso had uh, had botched something with the White yes. Sox, and, can, and I remember you... can't apologize for saying that old people can't use technology. He went through, yeah. we had him in a meeting, and he did apologize for that, though. Yeah, uh, and, and also, too, I mean, Jay, satire... And uh, like outright racist comments are are two very different things. Like, wait, wait, Jay, I, I want to be clear about this. You thought you thought that me making a joke about Tony Larusa's age was something that should should be punished. Like, it was a clear joke, right? Like, I within seconds, right? Like, made a comment joking about it, right? Like, Jay, you thought. I, I'm sorry if I offended you with that. Like, no, no, no. You didn't offend me. You didn't offend me. I didn't. That's what I was saying. I didn't think there was. It was your opinion. Sure, about someone, it. I didn't agree yeah, with someone it. could have called and said, but, "Ken, you're an ageist," and I'm offended. You're right. Like, yeah, someone could have absolutely exactly. done that. I, I just think that that is a little bit larger scope what Stephen A. did. Now, I, again, and Jay, I don't think Stephen A. should be fired. I don't think he should be canceled. I was just wondering if his apology was enough for people to move on. Like, Stephen A.'s not going anywhere. His job is, is safe. I was just wondering if, because he stepped in it not once but twice yesterday, if people thought that it was enough to move on or if this is going to linger, and I still think this might linger a little bit. I, I think it's going to linger for a little bit, but I do think that he wields a lot of power. Sure. And I, I think that, but we are in that society of, oh, I screwed up, let me apologize. And it, it's almost like, well, if you don't apologize, then you don't care. If you do apologize, well, you're only apologizing because they're forcing you to yeah. do it. We don't know if he was forced to apologize no, right. or not. I'm maybe sure, he was, maybe he wasn't. I'm sure he had phone calls with ESPN execs and Disney execs yesterday, but it's also the point I was trying to make earlier. Like That's why I am, I'm very sensitive now to judging people by their worst moments because there are a lot of people that preach atonement and a lot of people that preach second chances but then are completely unwilling to allow atonement and second chances and that's maybe to me the most frustrating part of of current society is oh uh i want a second chance for this person or i believe in people that can can come up from the ashes but then they smack them down as soon as they attempt to do that like that drives me insane exactly now jay appreciate the call appreciate it and i thought that that old man in Russa joke no, was funny no it's not funny and again i just received more notification from management they would like you to apologize again please <laughs> I don't know why you're laughing. It's not a funny situation. 
I'm going to be called into a meeting with Steve Palatina and Stephanie Prince in a little bit. They're very upset, and I, I truly would like you to apologize again because what you said was out of bounds, and you supposedly grew from it, and that's why you weren't suspended. You remember the meeting, right? Mm-hmm. You were there. Mm-hmm. We talked about this. Thank you for having my back on that, by the way. But I, I'm not going to have your back if you're just going to laugh it off. So if you could – we only got a couple minutes left. If you could just please – Set the record straight. Well, I, uh, I tried to um, FaceTime my dad that day, and uh, he couldn't figure out how to work the phone. Ken Levick, a live featuring Coquel here on ESPN 106.3, and that's actually not a true story. I'd like to formally apologize to my dad before he cancels me for just using him for a cheap comedic bit. I talked to your dad. He canceled us like show three. <laughs> yeah, he, him canceling his listening of this show, that happened months ago, yes. Uh, I'm not exactly a source of pride in, uh, in the Levica household. Um, I want to get back to Shark Week real quick. Okay. I've never in my life heard of anybody who hates Shark Week. No one likes it. Shark Week going on right now on the Discovery Channel. No this one likes like Shark thing. Week. It's just a thing to be cool. It's like drinking wine. No one wants to drink wine. There's a million things that are better to drink. But because all your little cool friends are drinking wine in their teal polos, you want to drink wine too. Same thing with watching sharks. No one wants to watch sharks. What, are you going to sit on the couch, eat kale, and watch a shark swim around? No, you're not. Go grab some potato chips and watch the NBA Finals. I'm a little confused about how you're equating You're You're lumping in the same people who watch Shark Week with the same people that like to drink wine. Because no one likes to do either of those with things. With the same people that eat kale. What yeah. are you talking about? No one likes They just want to do it to be cool and fit in with everybody else like going to the gym no one wants to go to the gym talking about their gains no one you just want to do it because everyone else thinks you should so muscle heads who eat kale and drink wine those that's the target demo for the for shark week for the discovery channel based on your rationale no it's the same idea of just doing what you think everybody else thinks cool so you pretend you like it did you foreign films there's not a human being in the world Oh, no, I'm going into that. Not foreign films. Easy, Stephen Films with reading. Films with words. I don't care if it's foreign. Like, the word, the things on the bottom. What are they called? The uh, Subtitles. Subtitles. It doesn't have to be foreign. Anything with subtitles. No one watches those movies, artsy films. No one likes those. They want to watch Avengers, but they have to pretend to be smart and educated, just like they <laughs> pretend to like sharks. You have gone to a different universe. What in the hell are you even talking about? And Did don't you get see- me started on pants, because no one wants to wear pants. Those things that trap your legs... There's no need. The man tells you you have to wear coverings on your legs <laughs> in 900-degree weather. Like, the, get out of here, The pants. man it forcing you to wear pants. Uh, did you see, by the way, that Shark Week, they have all the guys from Jackass participating, and one of the Jackass guys got bit by a shark Good. performing a stunt. God, I hope the shark eats every single person on that show, even the producers. So you just think Shark Week is overhyped? No one likes it. It's dumb. People talk about it all week. Facebook is going to be filled with Shark Week and hate. Like, I don't need all that in my timeline. I need just straight hate. I don't need Shark Week coming in, messing it all up. The fact you say no one likes Shark Week to me is deeply offensive. You don't like Shark Week. You've gone out of bounds, my friend. This was, I mean, I am so much dumber for what happened over the last three and a half minutes. Let's end the show. He's Coquel. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. Good, sweet mother of God. Sharks are dumb. Welcome back into the Ken Levick Alive show. Just to be completely transparent, we are not on the air right now. We just got out of a meeting to address some things that were said on the show. I, Chris Coquel, am here with, of course, the host of the show, Ken Levicka. Now, Ken, this is an uncomfortable conversation, and I think we owe it to our audience to do it this way, recording, and we'll put it out on podcast and social media, because the way we went off the air, you were kind of joking about something. That's, it's not a jokeable topic it's it's a very sensitive issue especially here in south florida and i hope 
after the last hour and a half of meetings we had after the show that you can kind of get it now because I thought you got it the first time. And a little, I'm going to peel back the curtain more, a little behind the scenes. Not only am I a dopey producer, but I'm also a manager here at ESPN West Palm. So these meetings, it means a lot to me to know that our content team fully understands the right way to live and the virtues that we stand for here at ESPN West Palm. Well, Coquel, I want to be completely clear. I am remorseful for what has taken place. Um, as Jay in West Palm pointed out several months ago, uh, I, in an attempt at satire, made fun of White Sox manager Tony La Russa, where I targeted his age as a reason why he would not be able to capably handle a cell phone. I, from that point, made what I thought was a satire apology, but management here at ESPN West Palm didn't see it the same way, and uh, I, I then apologized to old people everywhere, and especially here in South Florida. Well, management contacted you in the final segment of our show today and asked for another apology to old people, and on the air, I, I simply laughed it off, and I didn't take it seriously. So I, Coquel, would like to apologize to you, to Stephanie Prince, to my parents, and to God for my transgressions. And I you, apologize. You do understand and accept the consequences that you are going to have to go to Century Village and hand out dinner tonight. And I think that's the right thing to do because you can say you understand, but until you're around the people you hurt, you don't fully get the full vitriol that came out of your mouth. I will be serving dinner tonight at Century Village at 4.15. That is when they have dinner. And I will also be helping them with their cell phone address books. That's very nice of you. I mean, just make sure you put in grandson's first name and last name because old people forget sometimes who they're talking to. So make sure it's very clear on there who they're talking to when you put the contacts in. I intend to. I will be dedicating my life to old people from here on out. The font has to be really big, though, because old people can't see. So us at ESPN West Palm Management would like it if you could just make sure you raise the font to a high level for the people that you're helping out today. I also repair walkers. Thank you, Ken. Thank you.